I said, hey, yo, what? It's time for Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition with me, the maestro Kevin Crane. Me, the conquistador, Dave. Hi. And if you've been to a Jackal concert, you understand that opening. Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off! Yes, that's right. We're starting off with music as we always are wont to do here on the weekend edition. Hope you're having a great hangover-free Saturday morning. No, wait a minute. No, yeah. you should have a hangover. I hope you went out Friday night and partied your ass off. And then you had to fix it a couple times and then <laughs> Get wipe it off. Fix it and wipe it off. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of nasty mother. Yes, starting off the music segment here on the Weekend Edition is the brand new, mostly live with three new tracks album from our boys in Jackal. Yep, those dope smoking hippies. Drinking course, their brown liquor. Of course, COVID screwed everything up, so it's been a couple years since we've gotten to see them live. We had a nice run going. We are going to see them again finally here in 2022 on Black Friday at the 8 Second Saloon in Indianapolis, Indiana. So what better way to get ready than to have a Jackal live album with some new songs that maybe they'll play one or two of. Yeah. Mix th things up a bit. Mix it up a little. So what we got for you kids is 30 coming in hot. Of course, 30 referring to Jackal's 30th anniversary. Good grief. We're getting old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So, of course, we've got to review the three new songs for yes. sure, which would be another round. We've talked about Get All Up In It already. Yep. And Bad yes. Decision. And then the rest of the album, of course, we'll get to. It's, it's just basically a Jackal concert. Live. It's yeah. the concert. It's what we come to expect. Yep. All right. So let's start off with another round. The leadoff track on 30 coming in hot. Yep. All three new songs, of course, are the first three tracks. Yep. I and like another round. Another round. That is a good rockin' start. Yes. I mean, it's... Unlike some of their stuff, this one is really polished and damn. Yes. You know what you're going to get from Jackal. So, of course, another round is kind of like that fight drinking metaphor. Is another yes. round mean another round of drinks, another round of fighting? Or another round of sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I enjoyed another round immensely. It's then, very of course, good. Of course, the next song is the first single or first release, whatever you want to call it in these yep. times. Get All Up In It is typical classic it's Jackal. classic Jackal. This one I can see being the one they add to the show mix. Yes, definitely. Easily. Definitely. It's got the uh, the sing-along portion to it. Yeah. Another the round of Mother Funker. Yeah. yeah. This, this could be the one that gets added to the show. Yep. Third new song, Bad Decision. I am a little mixed on this one. This one, it had that old school ACDC Bon Scott vibe. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> How the hell do you do that? Because I know my shit. Dave had not talked about this album with me before we started taping. My notes for Bad Decision 
Bon Scott question mark. <laughs> it he put his vocals to the old Bon Scott. It's he sounds not in the the chorus, but in the 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 verse, yeah. the regular verse in the regular lyrics. It is he old sounds school like he's trying bon to imitate Bon Scott almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. I knew there was a reason why we keep doing this each and every week. Because of moments like this, where we prove once again, we are smarter than everybody else. That's right. But I, I don't know if I like the chorus, kind of, uh, bad, bad, bad decision. I don't okay. like the chorus, but I like the verses. Right. So right. It, it's that mixed song where it's like they they miss the be- miss the boat on the chorus. But everything else they pulled off well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the chorus is a little weak. You've got female backing vocals. Um I uh, Jackal is not one of those bands that needs that. No, no. Jesse James no. Dupree can carry the load on his own. Yeah. It almost kind of dulls the edge, the Jackal edge a little bit by doing that. It does. But overall, three new songs, three pretty new good, songs. They're, pretty they're damn pretty good. good. Two of them are great. One is mediocre. Yep. And then, of course, we get into the live show. <laughs> 14 live tracks. Again, Dave and I have seen them multiple times, so we kind of know this is a pretty good representation Yep. Of it, what order they would play everything in. The order they Blast would play off. it. And then all the little banter back and forth in between. Couple things missing. Couple, Couple things missing. We don't get the rhinestone cowboy intro. Right. They then, play Glenn Campbell right before they come out. And so you get the crowd with the sing-along right before the band hits the stage. And then they do not reference themselves at any point in this recording as dope smoking hippies that's true which of course is unbelievably fun when jesse james dupree is ripping yeah. on his bandmates for being dope smoking hippies while he's drinking point. his brown liquor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so again i mean i'll just run down the tracks real quick blast off my moonshine kicks, kicks your, your cocaine's, cocaine's ass, ass which oh. is arguably their their One best song the best. in concert they are phenomenal encore is great screwdriver down on me push comes to shove just because i'm drunk don't Doesn't mean you're right. right secret of the bottle i stand alone when will it rain dirty little mind redneck punk cut the crap and then at the end of course the chainsaw lumberjack baby the only thing i noticed in the recording and i don't know if you picked this up at one point Jesse James introduces one of the members of Run DMC. Yeah. And I then want... there's a cut. You can hear it. Yeah. An audible t- cut. So they, they took out a song or two in there. Yeah. There was that was the one that's... point where they I think they cut the concert down just a little bit. So they could put their three new tracks in. Yeah. Yeah, because of course there are space limitations, whether we want to believe it or not, right. on a CD. I believe 70 minutes is the max. I think so. And they're coming in right there, pushing the limit. Yep. But this is a great, if you if you are not a huge Jackal fan, this is a great primer for Jackal. Great yep. place to jump in. 
or even if you are a hardened jackal fan, this is what you want. Yes, I was very impressed with this. I would have liked a full new album, of course. I'm selfish. Aren't we all? But given what we got here, three solid new tracks and a great, great concert representative of the best you get live of Jackal, I say 30 coming in hot gets three and a half frenzies. Boom, baby. Can't go wrong with this. This is fun. I've already listened to it about seven or eight times. And I know all the stuff from the concert. And I and still can't still I can't turn it off. I just can't. I'll go one more song. Just, I'll just go one more song. Oh, wait, no, no, I can't turn this off. I gotta go one more. Yeah. Sun- Next thing I know, I'm on the lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, I pop this on when I'm down and working on the basement, drilling holes through the rafters, running new electric wire to put in my new breakers. And I got this started going through everything and then it starts playing all the other jackal albums the way i had it set up and i just had a sunday jackal afternoon very nice very dare dare i say it was the day of the jackal (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say it was a rock me roll me jackal me off off. sunday that too (laughs) (laughs) i like yours the day of the jackal yeah (laughs) i'm surprised they haven't ever reference that i know that that could be the next full new album day of the jackal yes i yeah. think we need to let jesse know this one and take credit for it and get some kickback <laughs> of course we'd have to send mrs c up because she's the only one in our group that they would pay attention to this is true <laughs> <laughs> who's the bald fucking and the fat fuck coming up trying to give us ideas on what to call the next album oh, oh there's a woman a- there we go. All right. We got some songs, some singles that we're reviewing. Shall we start with David Lee Roth? The longest song title the in longest history. longest song title ever. <laughs> Nothing could have stopped us back then anyway. Yeah. Been waiting on about a month to review this. Now, this is the walk down memory lane this is the legendary song if you guys are van halen fans out there there is supposedly a david lee roth solo album that they recorded about 10 years ago john five guitarist for rob zombie yep got together with david lee roth and they put together an album john five has said in interviews for years and years and years he thinks this is an unbelievable album best david lee roth has ever done yet david lee roth won't put it out but he keeps releasing little nuggets year a year here two years later here so now we finally get this legendary song that john john five said was the best of the lot the tribute to van halen if you see the video on youtube it's all old van halen footage from the 70s yeah. black and white it's the early days it's them starting out yep it's got the classic picture of dave and eddie in front of the mcdonald's <laughs> up north in getting the snow. their happy meal yeah. <laughs> now the song itself maybe it's because I'd heard so much about this and it got built up so much. I find it to be a little underwhelming in the end. I like it, but I don't. 
it doesn't take deserve, on mythic status. It doesn't deserve the hype that it's gotten through the years. It's good. It it's was not a, great. It was a nice walk down memory lane. It's short. It's not even three minutes long. Yeah. Again, takes longer to say the title of the song than it than does to play for the it to song. be done. Yeah. yeah. But there, yeah, there are very interesting little lyrical tidbits, personal things in there. Yeah. Referencing some stuff they did early on. Um. So if I'm saying this as a Van Halen fan. I, I don't know. You kids out there make your own decision, your own, you know, choice on whether you think it's good or not. Uh, I give it two and a half frenzies. That's where I put it as well, right? At lyrically, it's, lyrically, it's interesting. But again, it's short. Uh, musically, don't expect anything. It's just basically an acoustic song. Yeah. yeah. It, it's basically an acoustic story time. Right. So, not bad. Not bad, not as great as we were led to believe. Right. Well done. All right, next up, Bush. Their song, More Than Machines. This one, I didn't have much. I wasn't expecting a lot, but I really enjoyed this one. I was going to say, I was going to say, prefacing this whole segment with our singles that we're reviewing this week, I was going to say, you're going to be shocked at the one out of the four we're reviewing that I like the most. And it's this one. Yeah, I have to say, I agree with you on that because this one surprised it's, me. It's, it's solid. It's solid, hard. It's hard. It rocks. It's great lyrics. Musically, it's fantastic. Yep. And I know... I'm more of a Bush fan than you. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that forever. No, but, um, no, but seriously, I know I'm a little bit more of a, a Bush fan than Dave is. Um, and you can kind of hear in the song at one point, especially Gavin Rosdale's vocals. He's starting to strain a little bit with his singing. It's not overly distracting, but no, there, there were hints, but the song itself is solid. It's hard rock. It's, just what we need right now. A yeah. good, solid meat and potatoes rocker. More than machines. Uh, I get three frenzies. Solid three, for yep. sure. Absolutely. Sammy in the Circle, Crazy Times. Oh, I this forgot. Is... No, I'm sorry. I forgot we were reviewing this. I'm sorry. So I take it back. It's not the best of the group. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I forgot that we were, we were catching up with Sammy with you. Yes, I reviewed that actually right. a couple weeks ago when I was doing the solo. So, I'm sorry. No, Sammy, this is the best song. Sammy and the Circle, Crazy Times to me is the best song. Sorry, what do you think? It's right up there. It's, it was more mellow than I was expecting coming out, but I shouldn't be surprised with it being a full-on Sammy with the Circle. It was enjoyable. I give it a solid three. So are you going to stick with Bush over this? They're pretty neck and neck. Okay. So. Okay. Now I'm not going to, I don't want to repeat myself. But you went on three this and one. a half. But I figured Dave and I had to review this together at some point. This is one that we couldn't cut corners on. Yeah. I like it. I just really, really like it. It's different for him. It's different for them. 
I kind of like the the mid tempo intensity of it. Yeah, I went three and a half. Okay, I can see where you would go yeah. there with yeah, it. Yeah, I went three and a half frenzies on this. But again, like I said, I did that a couple weeks ago on the uh, the off week you had. Yeah. See so. now, maybe it was the timing with everything because it was the actually the last one I listened to of the grouping. So you had the harder rock in Bush, mm-hmm. and then Billy Idol's new song "The Cage," which we got to hear for the first time coming back from the big concert, the stadium tour. Of course, we reviewed that, that last played. week. So if you haven't heard that, go back catch up. Yep. Listen to last week's weekend edition for that. Yeah, but the cage, this one, I really like this one. Okay, driving through, coming off a bush with the cage, so I'm I'm kind of in between that three, three and a half on the cage, leaning more towards the three. You didn't like it at all, did you? Dave's staring at me as I just kind of sit there looking like I might have to pass gas. <laughs> and it's not because I have to pass gas, despite the fact that I've had five beers. Um, you know, I love Billy Idol. You know, I was looking See, forward to this. You know, I especially after the last EP and Bitter was, Taste. Bitter Taste was such a great song. Such a great song. Now, I know the rest of it was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. And again, yeah, like Dave said, we heard this on the radio. First first notification we got that this was coming was on the radio, which doesn't happen anymore. Usually it's through Spotify. Right. Or sometimes I'll poke around on Amazon and see a new release. Yeah, something. But this early on. Yeah, I I tried. I've listened to this thing about six times now. It's too poppy for you, isn't it? Something. I don't know if I'd say poppy, but. That might not be bad. It it just it doesn't grab me. It's nothing new to me. It's nothing. Steve Stevens' guitar work is just okay. It's it's just bland to me. It's just nothing that reaches out and grabs me by the throat and says, "Rebel, white winning bitch." You know, and Billy Idol, like with bitter taste, eyes without a face, can dial it down. And yeah. be just as effective. And I know here he's trying to go more full bore rocker. I just, it, it feels like he you. fell between the cracks to me. It feels like okay. it's not, I can see it's that. not a hard enough catchy rocker, but it's not a mid tempo, more introspective thing like he's been doing lately that I like. So yeah, I'm going to have to go two frenzies. I just didn't like wow. it that much. Two frenzies. Wow. Yeah. I just, it didn't do there anything for me. That's last week we had the disparity on another well, one. So. In, in the new sports frenzy vernacular, it's not a Michael Shanker. <laughs> That's true. He didn't shank himself. <laughs> There's another one for you kids to go back in the archives. Don't and look shanker up. yourself, kids. <laughs> yeah. He didn't shanker himself, but still didn't, didn't quite get to where I wanted to with this. Yeah. And then we wrap with Tesla's new one, Time to Rock. Now, here's the thing. I I think this one I looked at more in context. Because the last Tesla album I stayed away from. 
And now I'm not the biggest Tesla fan in the world. That might be a band like with Bush. I like them a little bit more. Like I think Bush, you like Tesla I like Tesla, Tesla a little bit more than you do. But I, I follow Tesla. I do like them. The last album, Shock, they put out, all I read in the reviews. And, and what I heard I, on, it sounded like it was overproduced. They were trying to be Def Leppard. Yeah, it was not Tesla. It was not that So great. this song... Time to Rock is more of a welcome return this, to this the old comes school. Back guitar to heavy their roots. Guitar heavy. Yes. Really good guitar work on this. Yeah. Now the lyrics aren't gonna give you anything. It's just a no, it's, it's just, just a, a full balls to the wall rock. stadium rocker. Yeah. Um it grabs you and it holds you, and you just want to bang your head and wish you were there in the front row enjoying it. Yeah, I agree with that. So this, I can't go crazy with my rating on this because, again, it's not anything new or different, but it's very good for Tesla. It's, again, a welcome return to the old school Tesla. So I'll give it a strong two and a half frenzies. That puts it about where it should be. Okay. So, so again, I, for, I apologize. I forgot we were doing Sammy. <laughs> I would not have gone out on a limb with Bush. I do really, really but outside like of Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Bush is by far the best of the four that I had down. Yeah. That we were reviewing. Yep. There and unfortunately we go. for me, Billy Idol is the most disappointing. Sorry. There you go. Again, Dave knows I love Billy Idol. Just this one just Cage, didn't hook you. Cage doesn't do it for me. See now, I maybe the I, rest I of the EP will be good. You though. did so. We'll see where we stand. That's what makes this interesting. That's right. Dissent, dissent is disagreement. Good. Yes. A couple little music notes, and then Dave and I are going to have to settle on what we're reviewing next week, and we love to do that That's on Mike. Right. It's so much more fun that way. Yes. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> First off, let's go back to Sammy Hagar. My uh, my one little music news note before we get to our big concert tour announcement. Um, Sammy came out today. At least the article. He I came wrote. out of the closet. Come on, man. <laughs> I know better than that. That dude has had more bush than bush. <laughs> True story. He probably has had bush from one of the bush daughters that yeah. moms is that bush times three bush times four one of the bush moms <laughs> he's a bush master <laughs> <laughs> sammy hagar now now we have to i guess i don't know if this is old age i don't know if this is too much tequila or beach bay rum or whatever, whatever the it hell is he's, he's got he has got a new song it is not going to appear on crazy times because it was written too far into the process. They couldn't record it. Oh, balls. It is called Thank You. He wrote this with Eddie Van Halen in a dream. All righty then. <laughs> Eddie I, came to him in a dream, and they wrote the song together. I'm nodding, kids. I know it's a podcast. I'm just nodding. Wow. Basically, Sammy says, yes, Eddie came to him in a dream. Eddie came to him in a dream, gave him a guitar riff in the dream, 
Sammy wrote the rest of the song around the guitar riff. Thank you for the guitar riff to bring this to the people. Yeah, so the song, of course, again, is thank you. He will, when it gets released, be giving Edward Van Halen, the late great Edward Van Halen, a songwriting credit. There you go. That's kind of cool. It's wild. I, it's wild. It's wild. I, I just want to hear the song. I think there was song. some Beach Bay rum and some... Uh, <laughs> something yeah, more stronger something than tequila? Bit, some, mas tequila, mas, mas, mas tequila. Some, some, something a little smoked. <laughs> Red voodoo. <laughs> Oh my lord! Uh, yeah, I love Sammy, but this this story when that, I saw this, e- I had to bring this that's up. That's even out there for him. Yeah, this is a little wild, a little crazy, a little wild. Finally, before Dave and I settle on our songs for next week, big news because I'm a whiny little bitch and I complained and I moaned and I cried. He pushed me over the edge. Dave finally agreed to go see a concert with me in February of 2023. My dream double bill featuring my two favorite current bands, not old bands. Current. Bands have been around over the last 20 years. Opening Mammoth WVH. Yes, I know the third time in the last year and a half we're going to see them. That's fine with me because they are opening for Alter Bridge. Finally get to see Alter Bridge as a headlining act at the Murat in indianapolis indiana february 2023 yep tickets weren't that bad no they were reasonable and wanting to see alter bridge as a headliner is what pushed this one over the limit for me yep and again like dave said miles kennedy is phenomenal he's the man he's the man if he'd been touring with slash and the conspirators that would have been a show that would have been. That would have been. Yeah, we've seen GNR. We've seen Alter Bridge. Could have completed the. Uh, well, we haven't seen him solo, Miles Kennedy. No. But oh, that would have been awesome. Slash with Miles and the Conspirators would have. Oh, dude, that that's one we have to wait for. Yep. Hopefully, they've got another album in them. The way that Miles <laughs> Kennedy turns out music, Can't, I would imagine. No kidding. Maybe by the end of 2023, early 2024. Yep. So that will be probably our first concert review of 2023. Yep. Lined up that way. All right. For next week, I don't have an album, but we've got some songs. So let's plan on reviewing some songs. The second release from Crazy Times. Sammy Hagar and the Circle, their cover of Elvis Costello's Pump It Up. Oh, Dave just made a face. Now he's the one that's got a fart. (laughs) I hate Elvis Costello. Sammy and Mikey will figure it out and make it palatable for you. We'll see. We alluded to that we were fighting over this last week. We didn't want to overload this episode, so we've got... The Scorpions. It was a UK bonus track on Rock Believer, now released on Spotify here in the US. Hammersmith. 
All right. We have also got Megadeth, third single off their upcoming album, Soldier On. This will see, this will tell us where the album is going. They still won't release the one with Sammy we talked about. Right. So, so somebody I know Dave loves, brand new music coming from Aaron Jones. Ah. Single comes out this Friday. So we will have it in plenty of time to review for next the week. Boys from Puget Sound. This one is called Filthy. Cool. And then finally, we talked about the Red Hot Chili Peppers putting out their second album of 2022. Yep. So the first single from that album is out. It is called Tip of My Tongue. T-I-P-P-A. Tip of My Tongue. Tip of. An ode to Tip of Gore. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> please. Please don't get me started on that crap. The PMRC and... Her husband talking about how we need to save the planet while he burns up more energy than anybody in the state of Tennessee. Oh, you mean kind of like uh, douchebag Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, yeah. In the last week that we'll get to here shortly? Yep. <clears throat> I think Spielberg was another one that did that, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, kids. Music is done for the week. Next up. Short but sweet. TV and streaming segment yep mostly talking about stuff that's coming up in the near future not really a lot of reviews no but stuff that we're going to be looking forward to yep. so stay tuned we'll be back when your day of dealing with international intrigue is over and you've settled down in your aston martin call up sports frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the weekend edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini, shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy. Sports Frenzy 2.0. All right, kids. The weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0, segment two with me, the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with the maestro, Kevin Crane. And we are, as always, on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! All right, TV and streaming news. Nothing really to review this week, but we do have some discussion points to bring up. First and foremost, next week, and it will be spoiler-free because, as always, I show respect to the Conquistador. As he is trying to get done with Animal Kingdom, he's on season four. That's right. But this coming Sunday, as this airs, the next night, Sunday night, that would be the 28th of August, is the final episode of Animal Kingdom. The conclusion of the Cody clan. Six 
seasons of the Cody clan comes to a, we would suspect, brutal end. <laughs> Again, I will review it because I'm caught up. Yep. All I've got to do is watch Sunday's episode, which I will do live. I will not wait. <laughs> I will be watching that sucker Sunday night. I'm glad that Dave's watching it. Sometimes I feel like I bully him into watching shows, but this one I knew he would like. I knew he would like this one. Yep, this one is enjoyable. The Cody's, they, they got some issues. They're a fucked up family. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, Smurf, those kids never stood a chance with Smurf as their mother. I mean, the, these poor guys... They have stuff to offer, but they've been so effed from birth and brainwashed and beat down. They know what they want to do, but they can't break away. Yep. This is this is almost like Stockholm syndrome within a family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she she will use physical manipulation that sometimes mental. gets very creepily close to them, intimacy wise, physical wise. Yeah. And then she's just a master of psychological torment. Yep. So it all yeah. comes to its final head this coming Sunday. So again, I will have my review of Animal Kingdom Season 6. Spoiler free. As vague as I can get. Not going to ruin it for you guys. Not going to ruin it for Dave. But I'm looking forward next week. I'm not looking forward to it. I don't like no, to see the show end. No, we don't want to see it end, but, but it, 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 it looks has like to at some point. They are doing a really good job of setting this up for the end. I just hope this Sunday's episode doesn't blow it. Because we know we have seen shows over the past 20, 30, 40 years. Finales of great long-running shows that, that have jumped the shark. That Seinfeld comes to mind first and foremost. Oh my god! Unbelievable that was show. So awful, lame. awful final episode. Yeah, horrible. Cheers was good. The final episode. Yeah, Cheers Mash was phenomenal. It. Mash nailed it. But there have been a lot of other ones that just were underwhelming. Yeah. They didn't want to take a chance. They didn't want to do something. The Sopranos. Everybody said was kind of a weird finale i wasn't into it i didn't watch yeah. it i but... know better call saul just ended its run and my youngest who watched it live said it was the fitting end there you go so so they nailed it with that one so we will see how uh, this all rolls out. Yeah, eventually, like the Kiss farewell tour, The Walking Dead will end. Some, someday, <laughs> someday, maybe. But I gave up on that a while ago. So, But yeah, Animal Kingdom, oh, gonna, gonna be brutal for me. One of my favorite shows of the past decade. Now, speaking of one of my favorite shows of the past 10 to 15 years, a couple of them actually, <laughs> Dave and I oh my have God. a similar sense of humor. Dave and I love the same type of comedy in our movies, the same type of comedy in our TV shows. One of the few things we agree on. The raunchy, Caddyshack, the raunchy push machine. the envelope. Yep. The League on TV, what we do in the shadows, and of course, network TV. 
the my name is Earl and raising hope. Oh my god! By two, the two genius of the best sitcoms by the genius Greg Garcia, who does not get enough credit. Now he put some other stuff out there once those two shows went away. They should not have gone away, especially Earl, because we still don't have a resolution. Damn you, NBC, for not picking up the last season. Somehow, the other day, I stumbled upon a promo for a show on Freevee. That is what used to be IMDb TV. Right. Now, Freevee is the new name for that. It's connected directly to Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can access it right through that. Yep. But otherwise, you've, you don't. You've, it's free. That's why it's called Freevee. Yeah, you've heard me talk about Freevee before. If you pay attention to this show for a while, because Bosch Legacies was on, is on Freevee. So I see this promo, and I see the magical words during this promo from the creator of My Name Is Earl and Raising <laughs> Hope. And I go, Boom. what the hell is this? Now what do we have? So I checked checked out the f- first part of episode one last night. New episodes every Friday on Freebie. So third episode will be on by the time this hits Saturday morning. It is called Sprung. Again, from Greg Garcia. It has Martha Plimpton and Garrett Dillahunt from... Raising, raising hope. hope. The parents <laughs> from Raising Hope are in this. So, oh my God, it is something we have got to check out. I know Dave and I will. We have to. It's required. It's required. It's in our DNA. We are going to have to watch this because Greg Garcia is one of the funniest men out there making television shows. Yep. That's oh my God. It's the premise is Dillahunt <laughs> and another guy he shares a cell with along with a bunch of other convicts, get sprung from prison because of the coronavirus. (laughs) So this takes place two years ago. And then it's it's all about, well, we're letting you guys all out because you're nonviolent offenders, and we've been told to because of the virus. But you have to find some place to shelter in place because you're not allowed to be out because of the virus. What? So you got a bunch of convicts out there with no life skills trying to figure out where <laughs> they can the stay and what they do? can do. Oh, my God. It is going to be fun. Like I said, I watched the first 10, 15 minutes of See, episode you one. You told me about this, watching the preview and seeing Plimpton and Della Hunt together. All I could picture is Della Hunt sitting in the kitchen Wearing, I'd rather be his. I'd rather be in Virginia T-shirt. <laughs> of course, because Virginia's character's name was Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shame on you if you've never watched Raising Hope or My Name oh Is my Earl. God. Shame on you. Shame on you. Two of the funniest shows ever on network TV. And if TV. you want to know my, the episode of My Name Is Earl to watch. Cops of Camden County. <laughs> yes. Yes. Raising Hope. It might be the one where Mama has to go through oh all my- of her <laughs> with the song, Constantinople. Constantinople. <laughs> doing the Jenga thing. Go through all the garbage in her, oh my God. In her uh, garage <laughs> to get to the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
such, I mean, there are classic episodes oh all over the place with those two series. So I good. So ex- this was so like good. the best news I got this week. I know my, it makes that, my life that makes, pathetic and sad. That makes my week. That now I've got something. That I am very picky about my comedy. I know Dave has tried to get me to watch a couple of shows that I haven't really, like Ghosts. It doesn't look funny to me. I'm sorry. It's I, amusing. The commercials that I've seen. It's amusing. The commercials might not do it justice. The commercials just the commercials make it look dumb. don't do it justice. There are some of the characters that are really good. Some are eh, but overall, it's entertaining enough to keep my interest. But yeah, very, very hard to make me laugh. The vampires on FX make me laugh. And now, Greg Garcia, another Andy show. Garcia show makes me laugh. Yes. All right. Some dates for some upcoming movies and shows on streaming that we, of course, would be very interested in. Thor Love and Thunder will hit Disney Plus September the 8th, so that will catch me up on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, we're going to have to break down and pick up Disney frickin' Plus. I have not started She-Hulk yet. I will do that soon. I don't want to give the rat my money yet. <laughs> the Glass Onion. Knives Out 2. Now officially will hit Netflix on December the 23rd. Can't wait for that. Knives Out was awesome. What was the date on that again? December 23rd. That's what I thought. Just in time for Christmas. Oh, gosh. We're going to have to watch that early because... Christmas Eve during the day we watch Christmas Vacation and Christmas Day in the at night we watch Die Hard. Well wait, you missed one. And that ties right into my next little nugget of info. HBO Max November the 17th. A little early. A little early for this, but I know this is one you would be looking forward to. A Christmas Story Christmas, the sequel to A Christmas Story that has been, they've been working on this for a while now, will hit HBO Max on November the 17th. He looks skeptical. Again, I know it's a podcast. Dave looks grumpy and skeptical. We'll see. We'll see what they do with the family. So instead of a BB gun, are they going to give him an AR-15? What? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I'm like, really? Are the Bumpkus's dogs still around to eat the turkey? <laughs> I don't know. This this is way too this long is, for me. It's too a big gap. That's way a big, too big long gap. of a gap. I, I'm, I'm very skeptical of this one. All right, Dave and I like a really good horror movie, right? Last, if it's last done week, well, last, last week, oh my the Black God. Phone Black was great. Black Phone was phenomenal. Now, this is one that I know I never got into. I, I, I will dare to say I don't think you liked it that much either, but it is considered a classic. And, of course, it's getting rebooted. And it's coming to Hulu on October the 7th. Well, that doesn't matter. I don't have Hulu, so. Hellraiser. Oh, come on. Don't remake Hellraiser. 
They're remaking Hellraiser. Oh, for the love of God. For Huluween. That's their big thing oh, now. Jesus. Huluween. Leave Pinface alone. Yeah, I saw a picture. Why would you go and mess with Hellraiser if you're going to keep Pinface looking exactly the same? There's no point to doing it. This is absolute stupidity to redo Hellraiser. No. Leave the puzzle box alone. All right, I guess I don't know who owns the rights to King Kong. I I remember riding the King Kong ride at Universal, so I thought they had the rights. Is it a couple Universal? Decades ago. Is it Paramount? But Is then it Warner RKO? had it. But then Warner had it for a while. But they would only use the name Kong in the titles of the movies. They wouldn't use the name necessarily in the movies themselves. Well, now. The rats got a hold of it. Oh, God. So now Disney Plus is working on a King Kong. I don't know if it's a reboot, an origin tale. They're making it sound like they're going to explore the origins of King Kong and at the same time introduce a new one. Ugh. An offspring of some sort, Ugh. I guess. Kong Jr. Oh, Donkey God. Oh, God. Donkey don't Kong. Don't say that. Don't. I'd rather see Donkey Kong. Son of Kong. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that little weaselly. Well, of course, he's probably, what, Donkey five, Kong six Jr. stories high. But no, the the son of Kong, that little. Yeah, that ugh. stupid. Ugh. I don't know. No. Just. <laughs> and then Apple, Apple has, though, got the, the rights to the Godzilla family. Mothra and all of those. Gydra. Uh... So who's, I don't, is it like the old books where after, what, 90 years, you can it just go to town and everybody can, it's public domain, public right? Public domain. So anybody can do whatever, Maybe so we can now. make a King Kong movie. King Dong? King Kong meets Son of Sports Frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> we could get a big, oh, uh, we could get the big blue W out there fighting King Kong. <laughs> Oh, sweet Lord, have mercy. My head hurts. All right, we talk, we've we been talking about HBO Max and this whole mess where there was the, the buyout of HBO Max and Discovery Plus and how they're having all of a sudden financial issues or the new management wants to save money. The new management sounds like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, they are cutting six more animated projects out at HBO Max that they had committed to, including two with Batman, two with the Looney Tunes. Supposedly, they're being shopped elsewhere, but since they're Warner Properties, I don't know how you can shop you a Warner property with the... to a company that's not Warner Brothers. The, the Batman ones looked cool. Really that, cool. That's, one of them was that's called, going to piss Nick off. One of them was called Batman Cape Crusader, spearheaded by the guy who put together years ago the original Batman animated series, which was fantastic. Oh, that was incredible. Next to the 60s Spider-Man animated series, probably this the was... best one ever. Yeah. And this Cape Crusader one was supposed to be in the same vein. No, nope. they said, no, nope, we don't want it. We don't want it. This new Warner group, they're idiots. Oh, and... We've talked about Batgirl the last couple weeks. They oh, won't this let is bullshit. they won't let 
the producers and the creators have access to the footage. That is ridiculous. That is absolute garbage. That's a bold move, Cotton. I'm telling you. That is that I can is see a lawsuit coming from bullshit. That. Those guys need to have the footage of their intellectual property. And then, of course, I've been saying it for weeks. I'm scared to death about our two shows that we love. The DC Universe <clears throat> shows we love on HBO Max. Titans, Titans and, and Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. Peacemaker, supposedly safe. For now. That would be number three on the list. But I want the Titan. Supposedly that's done. But we've already seen with Batgirl. It doesn't it's matter done, if it doesn't it's matter. done or not. They could discard it tomorrow. And Doom Patrol, I don't think they've started filming season four yet. And that scares mm. me. I want that's season four of Doom Patrol. All right, wrapping up TV and streaming for the week. We thought this whole day and date thing had ended since COVID has now opened up the movie theaters again. No, You can go to movie theater. You can sit next to people. You don't have to wear a mask. It's all good. COVID is becoming the new cold as we predicted it would. But for some reason, I find this odd, for some reason, Universal is going to put the final Halloween movie, Halloween Ends, day and date on Peacock, just like they did with really? the last Halloween movie. So here coming up in October, if you have Peacock, you will be able to watch Halloween Ends with your subscription and not have to go to the movie theater. So that's got to be really undercutting the money on that. Wow. You figure if they put that out in the theaters only, easily $100 million. Easy. What that tells me is we are going to fire up our popcorn machine and sit down and enjoy it as a family. Family movie night, baby. Yeah, because we all believe that this will really be the end of Michael Myers. <laughs> as long as there's money to be made, they won't kill off any of these characters. No. Don't no. believe it for a second. Speaking of which, hang out for the third segment as we review The Lost City. <laughs> What a segue, right? What nice a segue. great segue. That was brilliant. <laughs> when we talk about characters that look like they were dead as a doornail and, and somehow, somehow miraculously, miraculously come back. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the whole temp. Yeah, we'll get into the 10%. <laughs> Hang out, kids. One final segment coming here on the weekend edition. We'll be right back. Mmm, yes. Listen, you will to Sports Frenzy 2.0, oh, you must. March to learn from the maestro and conquistador there is for entertainment every Saturday. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and everywhere are they found. All right, kids, time to wrap things up here on the weekend edition. This is hitting Saturday morning, August 27th. 2022. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Hope Are, you're enjoying your coffee. Yes, maybe some bacon. 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 <laughs> some scrambled eggs. Things that 
older people like us really can't eat because of the cholesterol. Oh, I eat that shit every weekend. I can't. I Every day I either alternate between my egg and sausage breakfast sandwich or my breakfast burrito. I had bacon about three weeks ago for the first time in like a year. And Dude, we have it every Sunday. Literally, literally heard angels singing when I bit into it. Every <laughs> Sunday there's bacon, baby. And I still am a fat ass. How is that possible? <laughs> oh, that's right. Beer. Beer. <laughs> but the movie review of the week. It's been on Paramount Plus. It's on Amazon Prime. It was in the theaters about four months ago. It is the Lost City. Sandra with- Bullock. Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. We didn't have much else to watch. I will preface it by saying that. Yeah. I I was coerced. Going out coerced. on a li- You were coerced. I was going out on a limb and offering my wife something to watch that she had been wanting to see. She lives in a testosterone-filled house with Dave and two boys. Yep, where we're all about watching The Boys, Titans, Venture Brothers. Yeah, you get the picture. And being the friend that I am, I said, sure, I'll take one for the team so we can mutually Mm -hmm. review the movie. I'll watch The Lost City. Yeah, it's about what I expected it to be. It yeah, cheap, I can't I can't dispute that. <laughs> it, it was a cheap generic knockoff of Romancing the Stone. Exactly what I thought. That's the first thing that popped into my head. And not as well done as Romancing the Stone. That was the problem I think I really had with it was whoever wrote the screenplay, and I know we should look it up. I'm not going to disparage people by their names. I'm just going to say... The people that wrote the screenplay should be ashamed of themselves because it was dull. It was lifeless. It really wasn't funny. Like you said, a a ridiculous, obvious knockoff of Romancing the Stone. It had very few moments. I almost said Romancing the Bone, but I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong genre. Wrong genre. Wrong genre. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back but up there, Tex. I will I'll say this. I will try my best to be positive. Sandra Bullock was nice. She was fun. She was she did her job she admirably. She is who she is. I did not I she, don't hate Channing fun. Tatum. Go ahead. Go sorry. No, I was going to say with with Sandra Bullock, she's one of those actresses that she's good. You like watching whatever she's in. She doesn't disappoint you. Right. Now, Channing Tatum, I don't dislike, but at the same time... The character was just... It was, it well, was over the I don't top. know if it's badly written or it was his fault, but did you notice how the first half an hour, he's an absolute doofus. He's an absolute doofus yeah. with the IQ of, of a, a banana nat. peel. And then all of a sudden, he turns immediately at one point, and, and he finds... becomes a decent, normal, nice guy. And it's just like, no, you can't do that. You can't play the doofus card for a full half an hour and then turn him into a decent, nice, lovable, romantic guy. You can't do that. No, it would. Yeah, they. 
you can't the, the way they did the 180 was a little ridiculous. Brad Pitt's cameo was fun. <laughs> of course, the extra scene over the credits was absolutely asinine. It was bad. It should not have been there. That's that kind of what we were alluding it. to at the end of the last segment. Yeah. It, mm. it it's nonsensical. It's stupid. It makes no sense. It, I know I repeat myself, nonsensical makes no sense. That's how bad it was. It was it was pretty damn lame. Daniel Radcliffe. That was is, a jumping the shark moment. Yep. Daniel Radcliffe is a bad guy, is yeah. Generic it, again. Nothing not really new to great. offer. No, it was the agent who's supposed to be comedy relief is not funny. No, not as even. She close. tries to find Oscar from the office. Yeah. Mm. There were a couple funny lines in the movie. There were a couple of moments a, worthwhile, but it was just kind of a generic, mediocre, romantic. It, it really, it, it really generic is the word that keeps popping up. There is nothing about this movie that is new, interesting, no. different. And and there was enough there in the basic plot that they could have done something with it. But they had no imagination. Again, that's why I fault the screenwriters. Yeah, it was. It's an awful script. It's an awful screenplay. They completely missed the boat with. And it it boggles my mind how this movie made a hundred million dollars. If people are that starved and that desperate for generic romantic, they don't give you anything right now. I know it's getting bad, and we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Back, push back. Push back because of COVID. Because no, of COVID, that's we're behind bullshit. schedule because of COVID. No, that is a complete load of crap. Yeah, we've got more point. movies here in a minute. We've got to talk about that are getting pushed back yet again. Yeah, and then you've got shit that's coming out. It's like, why? Yeah. Like Tim Burton's Wednesday, focused on Wednesday Adams, and it looks awful. Morticia and Gomez. I think that's Netflix only, though. It could right? be. I don't know. But it just looks so brutally bad. Morticia and Gomez are horribly miscast. Look it up. I'm not even going to bother mentioning it. And really, John Bernthal? Really? American Gigolo? You're doing American Gigolo. Ugh. Come on. Going back to the Lost City, I guess we should actually review it. Give it a review. Oh, yeah, we do have to give it a two. No. One and a half. I give it one and a half. One and a half. One and a half. And I feel like I'm being generous by giving it one and a half. Just because, again, Sandra Bullock is very likable. But, oh, everything else is just, eh. there's nothing, nothing new about this movie. Absolutely nothing original at all. So now we move on. Let's start talking about some of the stuff that's going to be out there, that's going to be pushed back. We've already talked about in segment two how DC and and HBO Max and Warner Brothers are cutting costs. And, well, guess what? They have decided to start moving the DC movies back even more. Aquaman, which is supposed to be out March... The 17th of 2023, 
the second Aquaman. And I'm not rattling off the Lost Kingdom or whatever the hell it is. It's Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2 has been pushed all the way back now to Christmas Day 2023. Nope, too far out. You're lo- you're going to lose everybody with that. Nobody cares. So, guess what that means? Even though I did not like it, I don't like Shazam. I don't like what they've done with it. The second Shazam movie, I believe Fury of the Gods, maybe, is what Ugh. it's called, was supposed to debut around Christmas this year, pushed it back to take that slot. So now Shazam is all the way back to March 17th of 2023 so that's one less movie we're going to get this holiday season this is absolute garbage they oh, have oh, you no want to hear idea. the rationale though you want to hear the rationale now for aquaman they say it's still the effects are still taking longer than they oh, thought bullshit but you want to hear why they move shazam yeah, back you know why they're moving aquaman 2 back is because they have to edit out amanda heard <laughs> amber heard <laughs> She's pretty, though. She's pretty. I don't care if she's a nut job. She's pretty. Yeah, they have to. They have They're to. diminishing the, her role. Yes. <laughs> lower they're, lower her exposure. They're, they're deterring the movie. <laughs> well, they said they're moving Shazam back. The second Shazam back. Why don't they move it into the trash heap? I would rather see Batgirl than another Shazam come out. With Zach Levy in his big rubber Stupid muscle ass suit. bullshit crap. Well, the reason why you're going to love this even more, as much as you you and I hate the new Shazam oh, stuff. Oh, God. The reason why they're moving it back, Avatar fear. Oh, come on. Nobody's going to so go scared. see fucking Avatar. They are so scared oh, wait a of minute. Avatar, Avatar 2. That, because you know. You know what? They should be. Because Shazam is such a piece of crap the way they've done it. It's not going to make $2 to begin with, let alone going up against Avatar 2, which for some reason has this following among people who think it's awesome. It's a stupid-ass premise. It looked stupid. You and I have been on permanent boycott mode. Exactly. Dave and I will not watch Avatar have not, will not, ever, no, no, no. Now, here's the thing. If we actually wanted to, which we don't, but if we wanted to, guess what? How much is Spielberg paying me to watch it? Not Cameron. Or Cameron. Cameron. Same thing. <laughs> but if we wanted to to watch it, guess what? They pulled it off Disney+. Plus. You know why? The original? Because they're re-releasing it in the theaters before the second oh, one the comes out. for the love of God. <laughs> so you're just going to have all these blue-skinned miscreants all over the screen. Avatar 1, Avatar 2. No, no, no. No. Now the boys are on boycott too, right? You're oh, hell yeah, they're on boycott yes, of that. Of course they are. They're not Because they're, they're smart. smart. Now, here's something interesting coming out of the DC, well, not DC, but HBO Max, Warner Brothers camp, trying to fill the gaps that we're talking about with all these movies getting bumped back or pulled off the slate. A movie that was originally supposed to be on HBO Max, they have decided is worthy to go into theaters only. Oh, God help us. Evil Dead Rise. (laughs) 
<laughs> will be in theaters April the 21st, 2023, instead of going straight to HBO Max. Now, the only problem with that is it's not the Evil Dead you and I know. Well, then what the hell's the point? I watched... Did you watch the... I have not seen the trailer for it. Have, well, did you watch the Evil Dead, the new one? No. Okay, see? Because it didn't have... It didn't have Bruce Campbell. It, it wasn't it, Bruce Campbell, so what Sam was the Raimi's point? Sam Raimi's involved, though. But it didn't have Bruce Campbell, so it's not the it's Evil not Dead. It's not Ash. I know, it's not There's Ash. There's no Ash, so it's not Evil Dead. There's principalities involved here, people. <laughs> I I tend to agree with Dave on this. If it's not Ash, it's not the Evil Dead. I'd rather finish watching the uh, the Star series. Ash versus Evil Dead. i got to finish watching that before I even think about going to see the sequel to evil dead that wasn't the evil dead that was a reboot of the evil dead i think jane levy was in that don't care we didn't have ash so it doesn't count finally this will be an interesting and yes we are opinionated assholes deal with it finally it'll be interesting to see what reaction we get from dave on this one there is a Spinoff coming from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's not Ferris Bueller, though. It is Sam and Victor's Day Off. You may ask, who are Sam and Victor? Are they the two guys working the parking garage? <laughs> the valets who took Cameron's dad's car out. The guys who put all those miles on the Ferrari. Now, of course, one of the actors is dead. They're both too... I mean, the other one's they're, too old. They're the too damn old, but so come on. They'll have to recast with younger younger actors. Th but this, this I'm actually intrigued by. This could be fun. Sam and Victor's Day Off. The valets, yes. I'm intrigued by this one. <laughs> this, this, if done right could be epic if it's done right again yeah you're expecting hollywood to do something right i know it's a crap shoot odds are about what one in a million yeah next week dave and i will have a review of samaritan originally supposed to go to the theaters now on amazon prime this friday of course when this hits it will already be on Yep. Sylvester Stallone starring as a superhero who has been underground for a long, long time. A kid discovers who he is. Brings him out of retirement. Chaos ensues. Blah, blah, blah. We'll see what they do with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm kind of on the, the fence on the, this. The we'll... almost newly single Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, Hollywood romance. Ain't it grand? Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, you just wish you could have storybook romances more like Ben Affleck and Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. Jennifer. Yes, with our, our guys hanging out with them. <laughs> Kevin Smith and Jason Muse down yes. at the wedding in Yes, Georgia. and Dave and I are three weeks away. Three weeks away from Clerks, Clerks 3. Three baby. We'll have an exclusive. That's going to be an exclusive That's review for you. Right. Because That's a Fathom a event. Fathom event, limited viewing. We scored the overpriced tickets for it. 
because we had to. That is right. Actually, that week's going to be fun because that's going to be the week that following Wednesday when we tape for the weekend edition, we'll have Clerks 3 and STP and Everclear. That's right. So that'll be a very, very cool episode coming up in mid-September, kids. So in addition to Samaritan, Uncle Dave and Uncle Kev have a couple story times brewing for you. Yep, we're working on it. Our excuses to watch <laughs> old movies. <laughs> Classics that we, we have, enjoy. We have the rule that says we cannot review old movies just because we want to. There, there has, has to, to be, be a reason. reason. And we have found our reasons. Yes. Of course, Michael Mann put out the book, Heat 2. Yep. So we have to rewatch Heat. Yep. And now as we lead into our moment of silence here on the weekend edition. That's right. That will also give us an excuse for our second story time. As the director of Heavy Metal, Gerald Potterman passed away. So I guess we have got to watch Heavy Metal, Dave. Yep, we do. Ouch, ouch, twist my arm, twist my arm. Because we're not going to watch the Yellow Submarine that he did for the Beatles. So Heavy Metal by far overrules. No, the mob rules. Or the mob rules. Aha! Got that. And because... We saw Sammy in the circle over the summer. We were thinking about it already. He played heavy metal, that and was... that d- piqued our wanting to watch it again. And now we and have now another. We have another reason for a story time. That's right. So whether you like it or whether you don't, we're gonna do it because that's the way we, we like it. it. Almost full circle back to the beginning with Jackal. But that would mean we were skipping the Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week. We're not doing that. But wait for it, kids. We're not doing that. Unfortunately, God, a lot of stupid politics and PC bullshit. We alluded to it in the sports segment that hit Thursday. Leonardo DiCaprio being the pompous douchebag Hollywood asshole that he is, decrying everybody who doesn't have an electric car and still drives a gasoline car that they're killing the environment, coming from the guy who has his mega yacht, who flies all over the world in his private jet, who has a freaking mansion, who has how many damn cars of his own that is He's being chauffeured in. God, I hate these pompous assholes. Yeah, I think Steven Spielberg got nailed this week for the same hypo- hypocritical bullshit. Or yeah. he's doing the same thing. The hell with these dumbasses. He's got his private jet taking him all over everywhere. Yeah. No, that is why you do not listen to these Hollywood elitist asshats. They try and tell you what to do and what to think. And they do the damn exact opposite. Do not fall for it. Shut up and entertain me. Boy, settle down there, Aaron Boone. Hitting the table all the time for emphasis. (laughs) I'm mad as hell and I'm not taking it from Hollywood anymore. Well, then you're going to love the dumbasses because I know the first one is going to piss you off beyond belief because it's something we've talked about and alluded to. And again, it's not in the realm of entertainment, but sometimes we have to go into politics 
to try to straighten these people out. Even Put them on a damn plane at Doom and be done with it. Well, yeah. We know his wife is on the plane of Doom already. She's got a front row seat. But it's official now. Politicians and their corrupt spouses can get away with whatever they want. Slap on the wrist. Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Oh, they just dis- dis- they got all his charges for his drunk driving? Oh, no, no, no. They didn't dismiss him, Dave. Come on. That would be wrong. He got a misdemeanor DUI charge, despite the fact the other driver was injured, which should have been a that felony. That should have been an automatic felony, automatic jail time, automatic loss of license. Oh, he got jail time. He got five days jail time, two days time served, good behavior, knocked two more off. And then he, for the last day, he got an eight-hour work program. Bullshit. And somehow the dash Anybody cam else? video, somehow the dash cam video from the police disappeared. disappeared? Yeah. Oh, isn't that freaking convenient? Yeah. Any normal person would have served at least a year. I don't want to hear any more, any more about how we're supposed to treat these people with respect. I would literally, if Nancy Pelosi walked in front of me, spit in her face. Bitch slap the bitch. Because you can't take this anymore. There's got to be some kind of pushback. There's got to be some kind of revolt. And Nancy Pelosi is the one who said, the more lie, the more you tell a lie, keep telling it until people start to believe it and the news promotes it. That is what she said because she's a lying sack of crap. Well, isn't she also the one way back with Obamacare where she said, well, we got to pass it before we can look at it and see what's in it. Yeah. Freaking drunk ass moron. She's the one who wants alcohol allowed in all the Senate and Congress offices. What's that tell you? All right, moving on to another pretentious jackass who I can't stand. And I, you want to talk about how we be, we have pretty much banned Avatar or boycotted Avatar? Kind of like we did Titanic. I got. I had to go watch that. Oh, I watched it. Oh, dude. I had. I watched. Dude, the come on. Believe me, I'll never watch that again. I still, to this day, think one of the greatest memes ever was the people that put out the diagnostics, the schematics, showing how DiCaprio could have gotten on that piece of wood with Kate Winslet, yet didn't, and decided to just sit in the water and die. There were eight different ways, eight different configurations they could have done with their bodies to contort them so they both would have fit on that piece of wood. Here you go. Titanic. People get on new luxury liner. Boy meets girl. Ship hits iceberg. Sinks. Boy dies, girl lives. End of story. Yeah, I know a lot of people that feel the same way. Never Number seen. Number one, it's historical. We know what we happened. We know what happened. But yeah, Molly little, Brown survived. The little dramatic side story. Yeah. Did get to see Kate Winslet's boobs. Hey, hey. <laughs> that, that's worth a little bit it's of the price of admission. It's not worth a movie. <laughs> not three hours, Jesus. No. That's another boycott of mine. I like Kate Winslet. I think she's cute. She's hot. I still boycotted the movie. Well, another one that we have boycotted for good reason, even though a lot of people, I think our buddy, the Big Blue W, 
has gone to see this. Hamilton. Well, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, is now the big hot shit that he thinks he is. because I of- thought he got railed for his last thing for miscasting. A church decided to put on a Christian version of Hamilton. Now, I don't know if they were charging admission or they were just showing it for free to the congregation. Lin-Manuel Miranda sued them. And oh, the church, the the church had to pay damages. Oh, bullshit. Because Lin-Manuel Miranda thinks that they disparaged and denigrated his brand and his product. He's an idiot. The hell with him. Of course. Well, I'm giving it to charity, an LGBTQ charity. If we're going to get to the point now where we can't parody or we can't... So what? School kids who do Hamilton have to double check with old Lin-Manuel to make sure the way they're doing it meets with his approval? Is that what we're doing now? So I thought he just started it. I didn't realize he owned all the freaking rights to it, too. He's a prick. He's a prick. And I'll be He's more than happy to say... He's a bully. No. Everything I've seen about the guy, he's one of those guys that hit it big, and now his ego is beyond huge. He's a prick. Sorry. That's an opinion. He can't sue me because it's my opinion. He's a prick. All right, let's wrap up the dumbasses. Let's wrap up this segment with some fun. We've talked about the idiots in America who run our country, the senile president, the idiot Nancy Pelosi, the idiot Chuck Schumer, the idiot Mitch McConnell, all of them. We've talked about in the past. Oh, you forgot Adam Schiff, too. In the Schiff show? Yeah. Yeah. We've talked in the past Schiff about... Schiff for brains. <laughs> we go in the past, we can talk about the, the transgressions of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Murder. Right? <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know how to take this, Dave. I put it in with the dumbasses because if you're running a country, you probably need to show some restraint. Finland's prime minister. <laughs> oh, come on. Why can you not have two women making out in during a party? Home? In your summer home? Come the on. Prime minister, come on. The prime minister of Finland, Sanamarin. She's already got videos out there of her partying, dancing with guys who aren't her husband. And then now it comes out, topless women kissing at her summer home. Come on, what's wrong with this? This this tells me that while you and I rail on the fact that a lot of these politicians are way too damn old and should be forced to retire, maybe some are too damn young and don't have the maturity to do their job correctly. Yeah, 36-year-old hot woman like Santa Marin maybe shouldn't be running for prime minister of a country and get elected. I mean, what does she promise? A blowjob in every garage? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, given her behavior, I don't know if that's too far off course. But at least she 
paid for and passed the drug test. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. You're right. Somebody insisted. Somebody, I believe, questioned in the government. Yeah, questioned if she was a druggie or what she was doing. She took a drug test. She paid for it out of her own pocket, not at the country's expense, and she passed. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Whatever. Whatever. Sometimes they're too old. Sometimes, Sometimes they're, they're too, too immature. Young. Sometimes they're too young. Senility Sometimes and immaturity. Young. You gotta find a balance. I was just gonna ask, was one of the, the two girls that was kissing Monica Lewinsky? No, but it might have been Sarah Palin. <laughs> I like Sarah Palin. I think she's a hottie. I actually like Monica Lewinsky, <clears throat> too. You know? Although, knowing where she's been. Ugh. Ugh. Boy, you'd have to get, like, an entire case of sterile wipes and about five gallons of Lysol before I'd even think about going near that. But I'm sure she's a fine, upstanding young woman. Or middle-aged now. Middle-aged. Yeah. That being said, fun time's over. All right, for us, kids. not for you. Your weekend is just starting. Listen to what we told you to. Watch what we told you to. And we'll be right back here next week to do it all over again, kids. He's the maestro. He's the conquistador. Thanks again for hanging with us. We always have fun. We hope you did as well. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.